The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded July 22nd, 2021. Enjoy! Welcome to the August edition of Life in the Tax Lane. How you doing, guys? August, I'm on summer vacation, and what could be better than being here to do Life in the Tax Lane? Well, the only thing that would be better is if I didn't record it and I got to watch it, you lucky well, you know, Hugh, August is festival season in many parts of Canada, and festivals are kind of, you know, hit or miss this year. But fortunately for everybody, they have this tax festival that they can watch, just like Hugh's going to watch again. So having said that, Katie, why don't we jump right into it? First off, if you're 74 years of age or older, you're going to want to mark down August 16th in your calendar. Why? Well, the government's sending you, if eligible for OAS, an additional $500 check. This came from a previous promise by the government. That's only step one. Next year, July 2022, uh, you'll see an increase to your OAS payments. So festivals for the 74 plusers. All I'm right. amazed how excited you are about that when you're further away from it than either of us. Uh, we got to look forward to I'm something. I'm sure Joe's got another issue to talk about to get us that much closer. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, the next one I wanted to talk about is CRA collection. So we saw a court case come out this month, which really shows how, uh, how bad it is if you get yourself into arrears with CRA. So, you know, this is the concept here. We, we had a group that basically was beha- behind on their taxes, GST. THST payroll, uh, they they called up collections, got on a plan, couldn't meet it. But the problem here was, since they couldn't meet it, requirements to pay were issued to their clients, people who would normally pay them money. And could you imagine what that would do for business relationships if all your clients all of a sudden knows that you can't even pay your tax bill and somebody from CRA is coming saying, hey, did you know that you're going to have to pay us instead? This is what it means. Not great for, for business. And this individual tried to sue CRA, saying they had a duty of care, saying that there was negligence, saying that it was harming their economic interests, and the judge wouldn't hear have any of it. Basically said, this is the way it works. So you know what? you got to be very, very careful there. It can be very damaging. Mm-hmm. Wow. Joe, I'm trying to th- figure out how I would deal in my business with knowing that a key supplier isn't paying CRA makes me very nervous. They may not be there when I need those key supplies. So that might lead us right into the question of tax-driven bankruptcies. Uh, this is more for personal bankruptcy, but we've heard a lot of times before the courts, why do we have a bankruptcy system? To let honest but unfortunate debtors get a fresh start. And some years back, the uh, government of Canada said, you know what, if you got more than 200 grand owing in personal taxes and your personal tax debt is more than three quarters of those claims, maybe we'll just assume you're not an honest but unfortunate debtor and we'll tie the judge's hands a bit. He's not going to be able to just give you an absolute discharge. They're going to have to look at a bunch of different factors to assess what you're going to get. But... They can leave you liable. They can require you to stay in bankruptcy, making monthly filings, monthly payments. Uh, They can set just about any terms they want. And boy, did we see that in a recent case where they not only set out, you're going to pay this much a month as a percentage of your income till you're caught up, and you're going to file all your tax returns, and you're going to make all your tax payments going forward. They also said, and you're going to get a medical practitioner to provide a written opinion as to whether your alcohol and or drug use impairs your health or your financial health. And you're gonna register with the casinos a voluntary, you're not allowed in the casino agreement. So Mm. they can get pretty personal 
And whatever they say, well, if you want out of bankruptcy, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about another issue we saw this month. You know, sometimes in practice, we see some of these informal financial arrangements between families. And this month, we saw a number of court cases come out where we had these informal arrangements. And unfortunately, we had to go to the court to get the result that we had originally intended at the beginning because it wasn't documented from the start. So you got to document those uh, arrangements clearly right up front. In one case, we had some parents who advanced sizable money to their adult children and it was for a number of years after the parents died that we were disputing what that money was for alone or was it an investment in a property in another case we had essentially an adult kid extending a loan to his father his father repaid the loan but the government didn't believe it was a repayment thought it was a gift to the kid, and then went after the kid for the dad's unpaid tax liability. Those are just some issues that may arise if you aren't properly documenting these type of arrangements with your family. Now, I would like to move on to the next topic here, travel allowances, limited distance coverage. So this is the thing. If you're giving out travel allowances to your employees, um, if they're reasonable and they're based on per kilometers, uh, then they're not going to be taxable to those individuals who receive it. Now, you'd think when I'm talking about what's reasonable or not, you're thinking, okay, if the rate per kilometer is too high, that's unreasonable. Now it's going to be taxable. But we've seen a number of situations and, and a new technical interpretation right now saying that, you what if it's unreasonably low that could put you offside as well and we're not just talking about the rate is too low in this situation what had happened is allowances were going to be provided for the first x number of kilometers but no more the the cra basically said well you know what it's probably unreasonable to cover all of the costs associated with the requirements of that person's position uh you know just because they're not re- or, or, or providing allowance for all therefore unreasonable as well so you've got to watch out for things this could really affect your policies mm-hmm. those are always fun joe because cra is going to say well it depends on all the facts and circumstances so we'll have to look and see and one thing they've looked at a lot that depends on all the facts and circumstances taxpayer relief something went wrong i filed late i missed something i'm subject to penalties i'm subject to interest CRA, would you please forgive me? It was outside of my control. And uh, we just got a very recent addition to that process from CRA on one of their web pages saying, what if I'm a representative, I'm an accounting firm, and we got behind the eight ball, maybe near the end of April, we had a bunch of staff off due to COVID issues. Uh, and as a result, it's us that missed the client's filing deadline. CRA has said, we're prepared to accept a bulk application for taxpayer relief when there's a whole bunch of individuals or businesses, taxpayers, all affected by the same circumstances outside of the representative's control, then they've given us advice on how to submit all the taxpayers at once, explain the representative situation, and hopefully get that penalty and interest relief. So kind of nice because I've heard the concern from a few accounting firms in recent years. Mm-hmm. Let's continue talking about this uh, relief that's provided by the CRA. <clears throat> what happens if an individual over contributes to their TFSA in error and then afterwards the value of the TFSA just plummets? There's nothing in there. And now we're dealing with this penalty tax. Can CRA provide relief in that case? And they have just recently come out and said no. They don't think they even have discretion under the Tax Act. Why? Well, in order for them to... Re- 
provide relief, the taxpayer has to, without delay, withdraw the excess amount. Well, there's nothing in there. They can't withdraw it. So CRA <laughs> says, our hands are tied. We can't help you out there. You got to wait until you have enough uh, room built up in the future to uh, to address that penalty tax. Um, so so a, a little bit of a troubling um, situation there. Heads yeah. up. Yeah, that's a nasty one. Watch out for that. Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention is uh, the government actually announced that there's going to be a new consultation in respect of the employment insurance program. And the portion of this consultation that is probably of most interest to the people watching this is they recognize that there is an EI gap in respect of people in the gig economy, uh, people who are sole proprietors. So it looks like they're going to do a little bit of work there and figure out how EI can cover those persons a little bit better. So watch out for that as it comes along. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, Joe, I was kind of expecting something like this from the yes. moment we decided that the COVID relief programs had to go beyond those eligible for EI. Mm -hmm. Well, if you get benefits, expect to be part of the system. Uh, mm -hmm. Joe, uh, one thing we've heard a lot about in recent years is foreign buyers taxes on real estate. And the BC was the pioneer in certain areas of BC. They pay an extra payment when they acquire the property. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce the acronym of the tax because I think you have to stick your tongue out to make it work. But the <laughs> go ahead, do it, you has gone to court. <laughs> that seems to work, right? Is uh, off. To, well, that's how the clients view it too. <laughs> but this client got that right back at him from the courts, who said at the court of appeal level, yes, it is within the constitutional powers of the province to impose such a tax. So Ontario has a similar tax in some areas, obviously. They'd be subject to the same constitution. The feds are talking about one nationally and maybe some other provinces who are nervous about the constitutional challenge may be thinking about it too. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all we have time for. Just want to thank everybody for joining us today. And if you're looking for a tax update, we've got that around the corner. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.